HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. to Let's Eat In. I'm your host, Kathy Arway. This is Heritage Radio Network at Roberta's Pizza. Um, Heritage Radio Network today is brought to you by Whole Foods Market. It reminds you that every bite has a story. Whether it's a tomato, a muffin, or a T-bone steak, your conscious food choices can change the planet. Because at Whole Foods Market, every single purchase you, makes, uh, help you make helps us support things like animal welfare, or organic agriculture, equitable trade, and energy offsets. Let's think before we eat. Let's retake our plates, Whole Foods Market. Um, so it's getting a little chilly now. Um, we're definitely in the throes of fall, and we might think about cooking up something a little spicy, a little warm, a little comforting, a little stewy, soupy, and that might include curry, too. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, I have a guest who is quite an expert on that, um, S.H. Fernando, can I read your little bio? Yeah, please. All right. Is a journalist who has written for the New York Times, uh, Rolling Stone, Vibe, and Spin. He's the author of New Beats, Exploring the Music, Culture, and Attitudes of Hip Hop. He has also produced several albums on his world sound label and is the writer-director of several feature films. When he's not exploring the world and sampling new cultures and cuisines, he does his laundry in Baltimore, Maryland. (laughs) But... Thankfully, he's here today in Brooklyn. Thanks so much, Skiz. No doubt, Kathy. This is my, you know, I used to live in Brooklyn for about 11 years. So mm-hmm. this, is, this is like home to me anyway. So Glad you it's can make it. Awesome. This is actually, I was reading the bio from his book, which is not about music. It is called Rice and Curry, Sri Lankan Home Cooking. Um, that is very exciting to me because um, you really just need somebody who is a home cook in a, a certain cuisine to be that, you know, authentic guide and you, you just can't really, you, you know, you could do it by cookbooks, you can explore different restaurants, um, but there's something, you know, there's great to know the fact that, you know, I, I can read about, you know, Skiz's blog post too on his blog and just have a little f- taste for his sensibilities in food and then read his books. Um, that blog is also called Pan-Asia. No, no, the, no. the blog is yeah. actually called Rice and Curry, Rice just and like curry. the book. Yes. Uh, I do have a, a cooking show on YouTube called mm-hmm. Pan Asian, and that's more about exploring different Asian cultures and cuisines. Because 
I don't just like Sri Lankan food. I like all type of Asian food. Really, anything spicy, anything with some heat. You know, I <laughs> love Mexican food, thread. Caribbean food. I like uh, it too. Cool. Anything with heat, especially as you said, the weather is getting cold, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, ha- having some little spice in your system always helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that help exactly? Do you think that it really just warms your? your well, definitely, up from definitely. And- you know, like you know, people in in warm climates in the tropics tend to eat a lot of chilies and and spicy food because it makes them sweat and the sweat cools them down <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of funny you know but uh also there's there's a lot of science behind the spices you know like the whole ayurvedic system of medicine which is the ancient indian you know uh system which we follow a lot in sri lanka the all the spices cardamom clove cinnamon nutmeg they all have medicinal applications too. Sure. So it's like, you know, from from acting as a preservative for food to, you know, helping with certain ailments. There's a lot of there's a lot of good uses of spices. Right. And I, I, I go through some of that in my book, but really, you know, if I did another book I would I would do it just on spices and That's all the cool. all the all the applications of spices. I think you should. So what's your favorite uh, spice that you think is, I don't know, helpful for, um, I don't know, something in Well, you know, uh, I'm, I'm the type of person who, even if it's a tuna fish sandwich, I lace it with <laughs> <laughs> chili and cayenne pepper and stuff like that. I like fresh jalapenos chopped in there, too. Yeah, That's yeah, good. exactly. Yeah. But, um, f- okay, let's take cayenne pepper, for example. That's, it's great for your circulation, you know, it's like it's a, it's great like for it. circulation. It's great for digestion, hmm. and um, uh, cholesterol. It supposedly lowers your cholesterol. Wow! You Even know, the, dried ground, you know, yep. pepper, yep. cayenne. You know, people use it as a hangover cure. I've heard of people putting like lemon, honey, and cayenne. Oh, so and, maybe that's what I should drink today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had like two Oktoberfests yesterday. Oh. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> um, cayenne pepper is one of those. I think it's in all, like, it's in every single spice cabinet, it seems, and yep. it's in lots of different cultures. Yep. And they say it's an aphrodisiac, too. You yeah. Know, so. Well, hey, that's, that's what we need to talk about here. Do you think that all <laughs> spicy food can be sort of aphrodisiac, too? Uh, I think so. I think, uh, I think more important is the, is the cooking. You know, it's like, um, the, the preparation of it and the combination of spices you right. know, it's like and obviously you know if you uh i'm the type of guy I, when if i if i don't like to i don't like to if i go on a date i don't like to go out to a restaurant i'd much rather cook mm-hmm. for my date you know because yeah. it's like it's a much more special thing it's at home right on. you know and you can show off your skills in the kitchen and that you know that, that usually adds a lot meal. of exactly yeah. exactly so what would you make for, usually, uh, I, usually I make. I start off with the chicken curry. That's like Sri the Lankan basic chicken Sri Lankan curry. chicken curry. I love it. And let me just let me just tell you. Um, a lot of people confuse Sri Lankan food and Indian food because mm-hmm. obviously Sri Lanka is, you know, right off the tip of India. It's an island right off the tip of India. There's a lot of similarities in the culture and the food, but uh, in Sri Lankan food, we use coconut milk instead of. Ghee and yogurt, and yogurt which with, with okay. Indians use, 
we use a lot of curry leaves, the fresh curry leaves. There's a picture of that on the cover of my book there. I'm into the coconut, yeah. And we use a ton of chilies. It's like, mm -hmm. it's seriously one of the, one of the Spiciest. furious cuisines I've had. <laughs> like, I, I would put it up there with Mexican food as like some of the hottest food. Okay, wow. Yeah. Uh, that's Southeast Asian stuff. I love it. Uh, so curry leaves, I'm looking at photos of it right here in this book. Um, what is, what, okay. What is a curry leaf? Well, uh, it, it actually grows on a tree. And um, these trees are found all over Sri Lanka. So it's, it's not surprising that Sri Lankans use fresh curry leaves in, mm -hmm. in practically every dish. And that is really the unique flavor of, of Sri, Sri Lankan food. It you tastes know, a little like tea, no? A little, nah, like. You know what? It's, Kathy, it's one of those... It's one of those herbs that you that doesn't taste like anything else. It's okay. like it's got its own cool. unique. I can't really compare it to anything. Some right. people I've seen some Sri Lankan cookbooks where they say you could substitute bay leaves, but mm -hmm. there's no comparison. Right, but you kind of use it like a bay leaf. So you drop it into soups whole. Right, you right. use it whole, and you usually use a whole sprig in the mm -hmm. dish, not just one or two. You use like a whole sprig. Makes sense. And you and it's you know it's it's readily available in the U.S. You can I was about to say at yeah. any Indian store because uh, Indians use it a lot, not as much, but uh, that's where I usually get my fresh curry leaves from. On Sixth Street in Manhattan, you know all the, the there's Indian groceries. Oh around right, there. right, yep. East first, Village, yeah, First Avenue, mm -hmm. and between Fifth and Sixth. That's where you get the fresh curry. Is it grown in the states? Yeah, it's it's actually okay. it's actually grown. Uh, in Florida and Hawaii, okay, and so I was warm climates. I was having a problem a few months ago because there was some kind of blight on the curry leaves, uh -oh. and I, I need that to make my <laughs> my my your mix. Yeah, I, ma I make a Skiz's original Sri Lankan roasted and raw curry powder, and from for the roasted powder, you need the fresh leaves. Oh, so, is that right? Yeah. Ooh. So thank God the you know the supply is back. Uh -huh. In effect, because you know you can't really do the curry yeah, powder with you that. You can't grow leaf. it in, in New York or Baltimore. I guess. Well, you could. You got. You got to. You know. You probably have to grow it inside and mm -hmm. take a lot of care. It's a very. It's 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 one of these very finicky plants. Oh really? You know? So I've tried to grow it a few times and it's always died on me. So. Okay. Yeah. Leave it to the horticulturist. I guess. Right. Right. Down but there. you know, I, I grow stuff. I I have a garden in my back in Baltimore, and I grow. I grow chilies, I grow tomatoes, I grow no way. cucumbers in the summer. So That's it's not amazing. like it's not like I have a black thumb or something. Like <laughs> so I wouldn't have. I mean, I wouldn't have assumed that, but that's that's a really, really cool. You seem like a Renaissance curry man. It's well, like, you know, it's like um, I've always, I've always, you know, I grew up on this food. I'm Sri Lankan. Mm -hmm. uh, I was born in this country, but you know, my mother always made rice we call it rice and curry that's a that's what sri lankans call a typical curry meal which is rice is obviously the centerpiece and then you'll have several different curries you'll have maybe a couple meat curries mm. and like several different vegetable Veggie. curries okay. and salad chutneys pickles and it's all served there's no courses it's all served together and you right. just take a bit of this and a bit of that and usually we eat, eat it with our hands and we mix it all together with our hands and that's how that's how you know, traditional rice and curry is eaten. Can so. I do that on a date meal? Just eat it with your hands, yeah, it's, okay? It's, it's, it's <laughs> kind of in. fun. But the only thing you got to worry about is the curry finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I don't want to know. 
<laughs> you know, because you, you get that that curry stain on your fingers, yeah, yeah. and that smell will stay stay with you for a while. Is it going to sting too? If it's too spicy, it'll actually yeah, yeah. You don't rub your eyes. Yeah, like, yeah. be careful about oh that. My God. So what especially are, when I'm cooking. <laughs> <laughs> so are you just made out of like <laughs> super resistance to heat after, you know, after cooking and eating this? You know, when I when I first started to cook for other people, I made the food way too hot. Mm-hmm. You know, because the American the the standard American palate is not really built for like super spicy. Over the years, I've, I've managed to strike a nice balance. I remember the first time I had <laughs> friends over for a dinner party. One girl just almost passed out. It was too hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, that's one not, strategy. That's not that's not recommended for for date. For uh, you know, ha- having someone over, but wow. uh, you know, I've, I've made the food you know thousands of times now, so you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm able to strike the balance. And you know, one good thing when I did the cookbook, I actually went to Sri Lanka for a year and I lived there for a year. Mm-hmm. And I was cooking every day, I was going to the market, buying fresh stuff, cooking every day. And then I have a huge family there aunts and uncles and cousins, so I would cook a few dishes. And take it to one of my aunt's houses for lunch, and they would give me the critique. <laughs> and that's, that's basically perfect. that was basically my cooking school. You know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a chef. I'm you know right. I'm I'm a home cook. I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I and you know also I cook everything. I like to I like to cook any type of food. You know, like paella is like my specialty right I now. I love paella. Yeah, I love yeah. I love saffron. That's another okay. great spice. One of the most expensive. I think it's the most it expensive is. spice, but it's and you just Definitely use like a get little bit. Somebody to buy that for your birthday present. Exactly. I need saffron. Yeah. Because so. uh, the real sa- you know, the real saffron. I, th- I think the Persian saffron is the best, and it's okay. yeah, it's really expensive. That. Is that used a lot in Sri Lankan cooking? We we use yeah we use it not a lot but. Okay. Uh, like in dishes like biryani, which is like a Muslim dish, you know, the mm-hmm. rice and the meat together, cooked together, we mm. use it. And also in a, in a couple desserts. Mm. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yellowish colored dessert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Cool. So I, I know that like Americans like are just behind palate wise in general mm-hmm. um, with with heat uh, tolerance. But what do you think about people who just refuse? They're just, I can't, I can't. No, hands off. I'm not going to even try eat spicy foods well, I, I feel like there's always going to be somebody at the table like that it's just, right. nah. you know i think that's just a shame because when it comes to food um you you should be adventurous because you're not going to know if you like something unless you try it right that's mm-hmm. why i call myself a gastronaut i'll try anything once you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. And, and you might and, pass out <laughs> <laughs> who knows yeah but you know I've eaten I've eaten some weird stuff in 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 other countries that I wouldn't normally eat, and um, you know sometimes I've had that food again. Right. You know you, you just never know. You so know you never a- you never know some of the combinations too. Like um, someone was talk someone in Baltimore started a smoothie place, and one of their flavors was strawberry basil, and Yum. you wouldn't you wouldn't think that would be a good combination, but it's amazing. You know? I think it's great. I think I actually have strawberry smoothie, ba- basil. Strawberry basil. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's gotten more popular yeah, now. I guess like, so. but, yeah, basil has. But you wouldn't. More popular. But you wouldn't think normally. I know. That. You have to just wing it and come up and see how it goes. Yeah. So I think it's more a personality thing then. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Like, uh, exactly. You got. You have you... to be at a, 
you got to be adventurous when it comes to to food. You know, it's a good sign of a person's character what they will eat. Right. You are because yeah. You are what you eat. Right? You are what you eat. So, um, because you pr- you picked a song today, um, we're just gonna throw that on the record player. What is it? This is a song. F- I I'm also a musician. This is a song for my new album. Awesome. You'd like to take it into your own hands. But when you do that, you might as well be living in a jungle. I picked up a girl. If she hadn't gotten in my way, I wouldn't have stopped. She must be connected with something big. This is Heritage Radio Network. Today, we're hanging out with Skiz Fernando. He's the author of Rice and Curry, Sri Lankan Home Cooking. He has a Rice and Curry blog and uh, a a YouTube channel all about Pan-Asian, all sorts of recipes. And uh, I'm learning, you know, about Sri Lankan food because I just don't know too much. And, I mean, how how does one... How does one learn? You were just saying that there's not too many uh, restaurants in... uh, Yeah, unfortunately, because... Anyone who's anyone who I introduce Sri Lankan food to loves it, and mm. they and and people are like this is not like Indian food, even though it's even though the basic thing is a curry, you know, it's like very different. The, the our curry powder uses about thirteen different ingredients, and they're all individually roasted before they're ground together, and it's it's got a very unique flavor compared to other curry. Powders it I've it had. does actually. I actually have a, a jar of the roasted curry, Sri Lankan curry right. powder that Skiz is um, he he makes and sells on his uh, online Foodsy boutique and on through the curry, rice and curry site. It's amazing. It's your it's your original spice mix, but it's from traditional Sri Lankan. Yeah, tradition. basically, I took my, I took I got the recipe from my aunt's cook, mm-hmm. who's who has been with the family for like 45 years mm-hmm. and um she she taught me how to make this curry powder all right her name her name is leela 
Okay. And actually, um, I did the I did the Anthony Bourdain show, No Reservations. Yeah. I took him to Sri Lanka. Yeah, cool. And I took the last meal of the show. I took him to her house. She lives out in the. She's no retired way. now. She lives out in the jungle in this little village, <laughs> and she cooked a traditional meal for him outside in clay pots. I feel like I've seen this. Maybe yeah, I you did. probably see it's yeah. you probably seen reruns. It's no reservations for Laka, but he he said that was his favorite meal. In Sri wow, Laka. It was like she's an amazing cook. So that is really. I got to cool. give her a lot of props for the for the curry powder, <laughs> even, even though it's called Skiz's original. You know. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, but it's your. But I, but yeah, I do. Uh, I make I make the curry powder myself in small batches. I, there's a there's a restaurant in Baltimore. I just like rent out time in their kitchen mm-hmm. and just bring all my stuff in there for a day. Right make a few batches, you know, in small batches. I make the roasted. I make the raw, and then I sell it through these two gourmet sites, foodsy.com and foodoro.com, right. which are which are both based in San Francisco. And just, you know, it's, it, I'm not advertising this stuff at all, but I, I managed to sell like two or three bottles a week. Cool. Just mail order. So when I really start to, to get into it and like get it out, you know, to bigger places, mm-hmm. I think I could have a, some success cool. with it. So. That sounds great because there's not a lot of places to get a real authentic Sri Lankan curry and it's so different from yeah, it is, most curry blends. You know, it takes a little trouble because, you know, you're dealing with 13 different spices is it a secret mix? No, no, no. Is it's it all, like you, Colonel Sanders? No, no it's all. Okay. It's, it's I all. I want to know. <laughs> it's all on the. It's all on the ingredients, but you don't know the proportions. That's all that's right. the secret. The okay. proportions and of what to use. Yeah. Roasted. Okay. For example, like a lot of Caribbean curry powder, like Jamaican, Trinidadian, they use a lot of turmeric. Mm-hmm. So it's like really yellow in color, and turmeric has kind of a medicinal taste. So you kind of that kind of prevails. It's a bitter, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Sri Lankan curry powder, I, I would say the main ingredient is coriander and mm. cumin. Yeah. I and then, you know, the curry leaves add a, add a special thing. I, I also use raw rice. Oh. I toast it and I mm. ground it. And that adds Earthy. like, yeah, yeah, it adds like a nutty flavor and also it thickens, it helps thicken the curry. Cool. Yeah. And there's no, there's actually no cayenne pepper in the curry Whoa. powder spice. Yeah, you put that in separately. Okay. So it's like adjust to your own exactly. Level. So you know you could buy a bottle of my curry powder, and then you could make the curry as hot as you want, with depending on how much cayenne you're going to use. Wow. And so, what are the different purposes for having the roasted spice blend and then the raw? Okay, the roasted is usually used for meat and fish mm-hmm. curries, and the raw we use with uh, so it's vegetables. I yeah. see. Not to overpower those vegetables. Exactly. Too much. The the raw is just coriander, cumin, and fennel. Okay. And it's not roasted. It's just the, you just take those seeds, ground them up, mm-hmm. and you know. Sounds good. And any any other blends you think you're good? Because you know you see like so many different blends, but yeah. Then there's the think? then there's the Jaffna curry powder, which people in the north of the island use. That they they actually put a lot of chilies in that. Okay. So um, I don't make that. Um, and then. You know, for, there's there are also different various combinations. Special fish dishes use certain mm-hmm. ingredients. Um, you know, there's a there's a there's a fruit called the gorica in Sri Lanka that you can't get here, and it's an orange fruit. When you dry it out, it becomes like this black kidney shaped thing, and that adds a real tartness huh. to it to this to this fish curry. There's actually a dish called fish ambulthiol in the in the in the book, and it's also I also did a Pan Asian episode of it, 
and uh, you grind you grind this this spice up, and it adds a real tangy flavor to the curry. Hmm. That sounds. I can. I can. I can imagine that for some reason. That sounds really, really different. Oh, duck tur- duck curry with arak. Arak. Yeah, that's that's the oh, popular yeah. liquor in Sri Lanka. It's a coconut based liquor, mm. and uh, <laughs> that that dish is really rich, as you can imagine, with the duck and the wow. liquor, and it's that's that's eaten on special occasions. Shark curry. Oh, beetroot curry. See, oh yeah, there's a ton of vegetable stuff in there. Yeah, and I, I'm interested in like the the condiments and um, vet, uh, salads and veggie sides, mushroom curry. Mm. Yeah, we use a lot of fresh coconut and stuff. And one of the main condiments is is called pole sambal. Pole is coconut, and sambal you've probably heard that yeah. word before. Yeah, what is that? In Indonesia, they have that too. It's it's, it's basically like a little condiment of we use the. We scrape the coconut, mm-hmm. you know, the fresh white meat of the coconut, and then we add some uh, chilies, some onion, salt, and lime, and then and just grind that all together. Like a paste or something? Or? Yeah, it's it's not quite a paste. It's kind of because it's fluffy with the coconut in yeah. there. But that's eaten with rice and dal and stuff Ooh. like that. That's, that's, like, that's almost like ketchup in Sri Lanka. Ooh. Where would I get these coconuts? And <laughs> do you ever find like it's a struggle to get all the writing? Well, you just had that issue with the curry leaves. So actually, um, now America is a is a really uh, pretty good place for to get all these exotic ingredients mm-hmm. now. You know, because it's like I think to, nowadays people are more into food. You know, they're more conscious about what they're eating, and people are cooking more at home. Right. So I think uh, because there's the demand now, there's a you know supply of all this stuff. So you can get you can get good fresh coconuts anywhere, pretty much. You That's know. True. And also, you know, just like the nature of of immigration, you have pockets of people from all over the place in the in the weirdest places. You know, like <laughs> I go to I go to I go to Europe a lot for for my music, and um, I'll be in a small town in Germany and find like an Indian store where I can find all the spices, you know. So it's <laughs> like, like when, how? It's a it's a good thing. Yeah. And you know the whole basically when you look back in history the whole spice trade was so tied to oh, colonialism and everything. So that's you know cuz spices were like gold back then and mm-hmm. it was only like the rich people who could afford to 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 <laughs> to use them. You know, now thankfully all of us can use these spices in the colder parts of the world that didn't have the spices exactly native to them exactly and you know one interesting thing i found out when i was doing my cookbook was that the chili is actually from south america from the amazon Mm -hmm. basin that's where it originated and it was the portuguese who brought the chili to the east crazy to india and sri lanka and this was like in the recently 15th century yeah. yeah so it's like well what like what was our food like before that? We only had black pepper. That was sounds the like, that was only hot yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. sounds like they became intoxicated by it. Yeah, who knows? And and then you go to like Brazil, and people don't use the chili at hardly. Oh really? Yeah, it's like people don't eat very spicy food down there. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. But it's readily available, or it yeah, could yeah, be, you can you, you can, can get it. That's that's where, like I said, that's where it originated from. But it seems like. The the one culture that really uses it a lot is are the Mexicans. You know, they have all different types of chilies, and they've you know, right. 
So do you have any, like, so when you do the Pan-Asian videos, do mm-hmm. you like to include, uh, a friend of mine described this as like the spice equator, like like the hot climate, uh, you know, right. zone, where it's like the hottest places in the world are usually, they usually have the most flavorful, hottest, it's, spiciest. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah. So for, for, for me, Pan-Asian means um a lot of things like i just the the last pan asian episode was curry duck which is from trinidad Mm. and you know there was a lot of uh east indian immigrants to trinidad okay and uh, they brought a lot of their spices and their cooking techniques i've also done a pan asian uh on a iranian dish potato koresh and Mm. you know the the persians have a lot to do with the spice trade and they were because they were right in the middle of it. Okay. You know, from between, yeah. They're, they're right between Europe and Asia. So, yeah. You know, the, to, to me, it's really it's like the spice diaspora. You know, there's like people. The, 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 huh? the world today is just so mixed, and it's like everyone's taking their own stuff with them to where they go. So it's you know it's amazing. It's like it's oh. it's it's really you can get. I think today you can get really good food wherever you go. Mm-hmm. in the world you know because the people fl- yeah demand well thank you for bringing the like really good spice and authentic flavors of sri lanka to of us here because uh you're really paving away and i and, can't wait and for all of those in new york if you want to have really good spicy food sri lankan food i recommend you go out to staten island just take the ferry across and about three blocks from the harbor you're going to stumble into about five different sri lankan joints nice any one of them are good or check out rice and curry and make your own at home there you go one question though what if you what if a person is having like a spice emergency and they're about to pass out what do you do okay i've there's a lot. There's a lot of different cures. I've 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 been told milk. Okay. But I've never had that problem. Just take spice is just take it slow. You you, you build up a tolerance <laughs> yeah. to it. You know, I'm at a point where I can just eat like raw chili straight, <laughs> and it doesn't do anything to me. So it's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> can you taste other stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, but like I can't taste the hot. Okay. I think my, uh, there's it's there must the be something thing. with my tongue. You, like, you, yeah. You can separate it yeah. from the others. That's good. That's good. And the cookbook, <laughs> if I can mention, is is available on blurb.com. Cool. And on the YouTube, do I check out just Pan Asia with Yeah, just 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 go Pan Asian. Uh my channel is called The Illist. Okay. T H E I L L S T. Right on. Thank you, Skiz. Thanks for having me, Kathy. All right. We'll see you next week. I'd like to thank Jack and Nat in the controller booth and Whole Foods Market. And I guess that's it about it. See you next week. Anymore.